voice, man. Uh, the golden voice. Back again. Word is bond. Yeah, it's blazing. Blazing. That's why you came over like it's I already knew. I already knew what it was. <laughs> on top of the heat vent. Yeah, I got you. I got you, fams. Word. Word, <laughs> word, word. Yeah, man. Super duty. We back in the place. Tough work. Yeah. Had to take yesterday off. We yeah. Was, we were supposed to be here yesterday, but. Yeah, you know. No, things happen. Vehicle vehicle issues. Things happen, you know. And, uh, you know, we back. Word. You know, it feels like it's been a minute. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Yeah. It was just last week. I know. It was like in two weeks. <laughs> right, it does. This Monday thing is weird, recording on Mondays. Yeah. Because I swear, every time we drop now on Tuesday, uh-huh. I still think it's Thursday. Right. And I then so the day, I'm like, oh, it's Friday now. <laughs> right. So for the last three weeks, I've been thinking it's Friday. Right. It's Wednesday. Yeah. Every fucking week. And it yeah. just throws me off like, oh, man, the week is over already. Right. And then I snap back into it. I'm like, oh, word. <laughs> it's Wednesday. Yeah, I got the whole week. Done. <laughs> I like I like recording early in the week. But yeah. yeah, it definitely threw me off. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, what's been up with you, man? Just chilling, man. Working, you Dressed know, working. Like it's spring. Working on music. No, I, I'm spring. I'm, I'm warm. I'm still warm in under yeah. here. I'm just seeing you with a little jacket on. But uh, man, what's up with it's it's ain't it March? Yeah, it's thirty degrees. Ain't outside. it March? It's snowing. It yeah. was snow on my car. I had to warm my car up, dog. Yeah, I was. I con- I contemplated leaving the house yesterday and turned around at the door. Yeah, I had one of those days where you open the door, you're like determined, like yo, I need to get out the house. Yeah. You walk the door, open it, look at the snow in your car, and just close the door. Right, like, nah, I'm good. Take your jacket off. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, it's it's freaking March and it's snowing, man. Yeah, I don't get it. Yeah, not not fun. Yeah, I need to be in the south somewhere. Yeah, I need to be in Florida or west right or something. Somewhere, man. somewhere where it ain't this. Yeah, I'm not feeling it, man. You know, it's uh, it's wild, man. Yeah, man, wild. But you know it's quiet around here, man. It's still winter in the hood. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I went out the other day. I was, uh, I bought one of the little pack, trash picker upper things. You know, oh, like okay. The tools, yeah. The long tools. Yeah. That you be seeing prisoners with. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Doing that community service. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got one of those now. You know, I got the little vest, uh-huh. the neon vest, but I bought the little picker upper a couple of days ago because I was just looking out my joint and I feel like every time the trash people come every week. It's more trash on the ground. They drop they, shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's so like, yo, man, every time they pick up our trash, it's just shit all over the goddamn street. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I was like, I got it. And then, you know, naturally, motherfuckers, the house next door to me is getting remodeled. So like shit all over the place from their shit. Mm-hmm. I was like, yo, I'm just tired of this shit. Mm-hmm. So I just went out and just started picking up shit, man. All right. And, uh, you know. Sometimes you just get tired. It's like, yeah. who, who cares who put it here? Yeah. who's Who, who else is going to do this if I don't do this? Nobody, bro. Right. Right. That's what I've recently seen that really no one is tripping but me. <laughs> <laughs> so you might as well handle it then, right? Yeah. If I'm the only person it bothers, yeah. then naturally I got to be the person to pick it up. You right. know? So I just, I'm going to start picking it up and maybe this, this spring I'll, I'll start knocking it out more once it gets warmer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah this cold shit is yeah, not, too cold. It's too cold. I'm not doing it. Too cold. Too cold. Yeah. My, um, getting ready to drop my record man i'm getting, when is this? getting I'm, i mean i don't have a release date yet but it's fine okay. it's finally like mixed and mastered okay so we're getting all that shit straightened out to get everything ready got the album cover getting done now once that's done then i'll have a better idea yeah. when i could get everything Exciting sent times. off yeah get everything sent off getting vinyl this time what word up yeah man drop that bag yeah drop the bag on the vinyl you gotta man. do it 
<laughs> gotta, gotta do, do it. it. Gotta move them. Gotta move them. Because it's know. not cheap. It's not. It's not cheap at all. <laughs> it's not cheap. So, you know, <laughs> not at no, all. So, yeah, yeah I, so. I told y'all. So, trying to hit the road and you get them to. joints off and, you know. Yeah. yeah, 2017. 2017, huh? man. Trying to get that dub. Trying to do it, do it right. <laughs> do it right. Get 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 some skin in the game. That's dope. Yeah, I'm like right at the finish line for a couple projects. Like, yo, I can see it. Right. I'm like, if I just lean out, you know, <laughs> right, like right. That stretch, that right. that finish line stretch, and I, I can see it. So I'm, I'm like right there myself, man. So I'm like, ah. Oh. Let me just stay in the house yeah. a couple more weeks. Couple more weeks, yeah. And then at least these things will be done, and then I can move to the next phase. But yeah, I'm in the exact same place. You know, I want to. I, I got high ambitions for 2017. Mm-hmm. You know, just want to bust the proper moves, right? You know, what I'm yeah, saying? do it right. You do know, it right. You not, know. not make no. You know, not pump fake out here. <laughs> right. <laughs> I feel that. You know. So yeah, today. <laughs> Yeah. Speaking of busting the right moves. Busting the right moves. <laughs> Segway beautiful. Yeah, you know how we do. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Today, man, we're going to talk about, you know, someone's decision. Right. This is this is some hip-hop shit, but it's bigger than that. So, uh, last week, there was a story about Chance the Rapper, who, I think he just won a Grammy, too, right? Didn't yeah, he, he won, like, a two couple, or three. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Chance the Rapper from Chicago pledged to make a million-dollar deposit. Uh, I'm sorry, donation mm-hmm. to Chicago public schools. Yes. And the internet went nuts. Yeah. You know, and I felt on one hand, I was like, oh no, <laughs> why'd he do that? You know, um, but you know, I, I was just trying to take a step back and really look at it. And, mm-hmm. But I, I wanted to have a discussion about that. And we're going to have a discussion today about was Chance the Rapper's donation a mistake? Yeah, or not. Or not. You know, because there's many dope reasons why what he did was the right thing to do. Right. And but I think there's some reasons that are not being discussed that may be troubling. Right. And so we're going to have a discussion about this, man. And, uh, you know, it's 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 going to be a debate. Yeah. A little bit. A little Me bit against the logic. <laughs> word. You word. know what I'm saying? I would take this cat out. You know what I mean? <laughs> you don't want no smoke. You know, don't want no trouble. You don't want no problems. Problems up in here. You know, I'm a master debater. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) So nah, we just gonna we gonna we gonna uh, we gonna both handle opposing sides of this argument. Yeah, and see what see what comes out. Yeah, see what comes out, man. So you know, did Chance the Rapper make a mistake? Mm -hmm. (laughs) We'll be right back. Word. We got you stuck off the realness, the most infamous, you heard of us, official podcast murderers, the show comes equipped with few points to share, grown man ideas for all those who care and want to grow, so go ahead and download, every single week with a brand new episode, you're not alone in this world cousin, so we share information and honest discussion, and keep repping the culture, like we supposed to, they spread gossip but they never come close to, I can hear it inside their tone, they talk about the industry but never left their home you get laced up with bullet points and such plus empowering topics that they never would touch you can put your whole network against the team but super duty tough works the mvp most valuable podcast on mp3 priceless info but all of it's free so take these words home and think them through super duty tough work is coming at you now listening to Super Duty Tough Work with your host, Blueprint, raw and uncut, adult conversations, no shucking, no 
living in no bullshit. He's talking about Chance the Rapper's big donation, $1 million to Chicago Public Schools for arts programs. Now he's promising another big announcement. But first, our Jim Williams has reaction to today's surprise. Among the students here at the Chicago High School for the Arts, it's not this for sure. 35% will not pursue a career in the arts, says the school's executive director, Jose Ochoa. These are junior visual artists. But he believes all will benefit from these creative studies. Industries are looking for creative thinkers, and we have them here. Today, I'm proud to announce that I am donating $1 million to CPS so you can imagine Chance the Rapper's million-dollar pledge for arts education was met with enormous enthusiasm here. It was an amazing uh, gesture, um, but it, it was also a call to action. I'm asking that you guys join and fight with me, organize with me, mobilize with me. Former First Lady Michelle Obama praised her fellow Chicagoan, tweeting, Thanks, Chance the Rapper, for giving back to the Chicago community, which gave us so much. You are an example of the power of arts education. Last week, Chance had a much ballyhooed meeting with Governor Rauner on public education in Chicago, which today he called unsuccessful. Governor Rauner, do your job. A celebrated Chicago musician, product of the city's public schools, is trying to do his part. I think what Chance did today was give us all a wake-up call that all of us can get involved. In addition to the million-dollar gift, Chance said he'd donate $10,000 each to 10 Chicago public schools. Tonight, he tweeted, I'm going to wait until tomorrow to start announcing Chicago public schools that are receiving 10K, but you can help here. The tweet then leads supporters to a website called ChanceRaps.com, where you can donate to CPS. Rob and Erica, the Westcott School, close to the West Chatham neighborhood where he grew up, receive the first of those $10,000 donations. That's terrific. Now, the million dollars, an interesting right. pledge here, isn't it? Interesting pledge because he says that he's teaming up with his promoters, so that will come out of his concert tour. The upcoming which, tour, yeah. The yeah. upcoming tour, which, of course, you know is going to oh. sell out everywhere. After that meeting he had with Rauner, Rauner was saying within 20, actually 48 hours, he'd get back in touch with him. So it'll be interesting to see after this if that dialogue continues. Mm -hmm. He was critical today, so. And then a Rauner's spokesperson said he and Mrs. Rauner have donated $7 million right. to Chicago Public Schools for various programs. Okay, All thank right. you, Jim. Word. Yeah. Yeah. We back. We back in the place. <laughs> Do your job. Do your job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was he, he kind of he jumped out the window with that. Yeah, he did. He yeah, did. Yeah, he did. He yeah, did. He yeah, did. You know, that that's an interesting little uh jab he threw right there. I don't even jab, that's an uppercut. Yeah, yeah. Do your job. Yeah, that was kind of like a combo. Yeah. Real, okay. That was real life. Right, chance. <laughs> <laughs> you know, is he making the right move though? I mean, I, I go ahead it's, it's, Just, what do you number reason number one why you think it's a good move? All right, reason number one is because he is a product of the public school system. So mm -hmm. as as a product of the school system that came and he came out and he's, you know, successful, mm -hmm. you know, then he should be he should, you know, we've talked about it before, especially with Chicago um rappers giving back to their community, investing in their community, investing in where they come from. So I think on that note, I think he's doing a great thing. Mm -hmm. You know, investing investing in where he come from and 
so you, know, you give view back. it as it's it's a it's a give back to the community from which he came which from. he came from yeah okay okay all right let me see what i got yeah i'm gonna tell you my number one reason why it's a bad move okay and uh the reason is this the number one reason i think it's a mistake is because a million dollars plus ten thousand dollars a month for whatever uh, that's another hundred and twenty thousand dollars that he's going to spend mm-hmm. almost 1.2 million dollars mm-hmm. how many jobs could that have created yeah i can see that now donating is cool mm-hmm. but i think it obscures some of the bigger issues in chicago mm-hmm. which we've talked about which is violence right uh uh, gangs, mm-hmm. communities that don't have opportunity, mm-hmm. and when you start talking about those things, that's a discussion about economics. Yeah. So the question to me is, as we've talked about on many times on this podcast, how do you create opportunity for other people? Mm-hmm. And some people will say, "Oh, education, right?" But education without economics is is kind of like putting on one shoe mm-hmm. and walking out the house mm-hmm. and I think that's what I don't like about this my question is is there a business that Chance could have started using his own career mm-hmm. in Chicago that would have created jobs that would have helped those in the communities that he's trying to help and I have to say yes well, of course so, so and one thing I like to point to here that people don't know about is that I mean, we all know the link between uh, the, the the ages of the people committing the violence in Chicago, mm-hmm. right? And, and, and it's all teenagers mostly. It's a lot of younger people. A lot of young like, people. Like, it's not like 40-year-old guys out here right. shooting each other. It's not like, you know, L.A. older gangbang culture. No, it's like, no. These are young teenagers. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why we see so many young uh, Chicago rappers coming out now. Mm-hmm. Like they're 14, 15, 16, 17 years old and they're rapping about really, really violent stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think because the youth is the is the gang culture there. But what people don't like to talk about is the unemployment rate for youth in Chicago. It's the highest in the nation. Yeah. The highest, bro. The highest. It's it's ridiculous. So I wanna I'm gonna I'm gonna read this thing. This is from a spot called uh I am empowered, but it says the title is Chicago's black male teens, 92% unemployment rate leads the nation. 92%. 92. That's a lot. That's insane, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's ridiculous. (laughs) That's like no teenagers, basically no teenagers have jobs. You know, there's a myriad of factors. You can also say like, you know, um, uh, 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 minimum wage has affected this as well mm-hmm. but I think that you have to take ownership with the fact that there's not enough jobs being created for those kids mm-hmm. that maybe they could put you know could could earn money for help their families and that would give them an alternative to the gangs the violence whatever whatever but it says according this article says according to a just released report by the Chicago Urban League unemployment for black male teens in Chicago's has reached not quite 100 percent the actual number is 92% as reported by my Fox Chicago looked at from the other hand. Of course, this means that only 8% of all black male youth in Chicago have a job 
any kind of job. Hmm. I mean, that's a lot. But my thing is, you can't you can't put the onus all on him. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, at least he's doing he's trying to do something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and yeah, I think yeah. and I think that the fact that he is investing in education, that affects the youth as well. Inve- investing in the arts programs that they're probably going to you know, be trying to get rid of. You know what I mean? A lot, a lot of these programs are underfunded. They, you know, a lot of kids would have, you know, a choir program or some kind of arts program to go to after school instead of getting involved in gangs and all of that stuff if they don't play sports. So I think that on that end, it is a positive because it at least I mean, I know it's a drop in the bucket. You know what I mean? Like a, a million dollars is really nothing. You know what I'm saying? If you look at what it really costs to run a lot of those programs but it's a start at least he's doing something at least he's trying to do you know trying to do his part yeah yeah and i never disagree with that i i I like anybody who's trying to do something right i just think that it kind of muddies the water in terms of seeing the real issue Mm -hmm. right and for a city like chicago where it's so plain that if you've got only eight percent of black teenage males employed and then you've got this crazy high levels of violence among that same sector. Mm-hmm. And we've got a problem with education, just regular education, not the arts. Right. Just, just education. Yeah, period. Math. Yeah. Are you reading at your grade level? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> then, then clearly something is out of whack. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and we're we're not talking about the main issue. So that's my main thing. Like you're saying, I, I, I admire him for stepping up and saying, hey. I'm going to put my money where my mouth is because there's not enough of that in the world. Mm -hmm. My only concern is that, man, he could have created actual industry. He could have bought a, you know, a a couple storefronts over there. And who's to say he's not going to? Well, it doesn't look like it. I mean, not right now. Yeah. Just based on. I don't think he's viewing it as an economic thing, Mm -hmm. not like creating jobs. He's looking at it as like donate, get in, get out. Mm -hmm. I'm looking at it like, yo. You have the economic power, you and all your and we talked about the Kanye West with the shoes thing. Right. How how big of an impact it would have had if Kanye would have bought a factory there, chosen to make and manufacture his own goods there right in the heart of Southside Chicago. Right. Where, you know, there's dozens of abandoned factories that have mm-hmm. been there for 50 years. Right. And this is kind of the same thing. So on one hand, I think it's wise. But then, you know, my counterpoint is, hey, what up with some jobs, though? <laughs> Hey, that's hey, that's not a bad <laughs> counterpoint because it's the truth. What up with some jobs though? So that's number one. <laughs> Word. Number one. Yeah, you, you want to go to number two? Yeah, number two. What's number your two. number two reason why he should have done it? Um, I think it's it in some ways sheds something positive. It's something positive to come out of Chicago, as far as a, as far as an artist doing something. You mean like a good news like story? A, yeah, finally. like a good news story. You know what I'm saying? It's something good. You know, it ain't somebody getting shot. It ain't somebody dying. You know what I'm saying? It's a it's it's a Chicago's the headline, and it's a good thing. That's yeah. real. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, how many times have we turned the news on and we heard about Chicago and somebody dying? Every day. Every day. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Multiple exactly. Times multiple times a day. So at least, you know, it's yeah. something good. Right. You know, right. that Chicagoans can, you know, at least like have their head held high that a little bit. Day. For that, you know what I'm saying? For that one news a story. A little bit of good news. <laughs> a it's little true. bit of good news. Yeah, every man. Monday is like a body count. <laughs> 
right. It's like, yeah, right. the, the body count from Chicago killing was 60 people. Yeah, shot. it has risen. Killed. Yeah, you yeah. know, 10 more percent this year. <laughs> you know, like at least it's a fucking positive story. You're right, though. You're right. You're absolutely right. Because, yeah, on one hand, you're like, damn, this is unheard of. Right. This is my maybe since the since the uh the cubs won the world series right like what else positive <laughs> out of chicago have we had what else what else have yeah. we heard yeah since the world series i don't think we've heard anything positive from chicago exactly and that was like unheard of exactly you know, they won the world series which is like their first i think yeah it was their first in like <laughs> like i think like 70 years or some or first ever wanted it to so it's like you know chicago baseball and chance <laughs> Right, everything right. else is shit. Right, yeah, that, that's real. I yeah, can, I gotta. Yeah, I, I agree with that one. It's <laughs> <laughs> real shit. It's real shit. Because yeah, if there ever were a city that was trapped in a negative news cycle, yes, ever, it would be Chicago. It's easy. It's like it's like it's like um like L A was. Yeah, in, in the eighties. In the eighties. Yeah, very similar. You know, you remember like the first thing we really knew about L A was gangbang culture. Yep. And, yep. and the murders and, and how dangerous it was mm-hmm. and then look how different it is now you don't hear about any of that no nope. you don't nope. hear about none of that but at that time that's what they were known for so yeah i mean i guess it's good to have something positive it's something you know something positive <laughs> you know what I'm saying? at least it, it is a feel-good story yeah it's a feel-good story yeah even yeah. on the news clip we were playing if you guys could just see the announcers faces they're so happy <laughs> Right. All the anchors are like, yeah. Yeah, something good. Oh, I feel my heart feels warm. Kid from Chicago. <laughs> right. Gave us something positive to end the, the, the news program. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So now I gotta hit you with the counterpoint. All right, all right, uh, all right. So all this right. is my reason number two why it's not a good move. Okay. It's reason number two is that there is already precedent for this going badly. How? What do you mean? Okay. I'm going to check out this story. Mm-hmm. This story is from the Washington Post, and it's titled, How Newark Schools Partially Squandered Mark Zuckerberg's $100 million donation. Okay. Yeah, I see what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you're saying. And this story goes like this. It says, when Dale Russikoff began writing about Facebook founder Mark Zuckerberg's $100 million gift to help fix the failing schools in Newark, New Jersey, she assumed she would end up telling an uplifting story of transformational change. It sounded to me at the time like, well, that's enough money to do anything. Russikoff recalled of watching Zuckerberg announce the gift before a whopping Oprah audience in 2010, joined by a political odd couple from the form in the form of Newark's charismatic, reform-minded Democratic mayor at the time, Cory Booker, and New Jersey's Republican governor, Chris Christie. I didn't think it was going to be the miracle that they talked about, Russikoff said, but I thought that it was going to be noticeable, positive change in, an educa- in education in a city that has been so neglected by history. Plagued by corruption and mismanagement, the schools had been taken over by the state in 1995, hence the importance of Christie's involvement. But the system remained a disaster with fewer than 40 percent of third through eighth graders reading or doing math at grade level. Russikoff, a former Post reporter, devoted the next several years to real time reporting about what happened to Zuckerberg's 100 million dollars and another 100 million in matching funds. Wow. Sheesh. 200 mil. 
<laughs> we talking about his little million. Right. $200 million. Gone. Gone. Out the window, with, fam. With no, with no, nothing to show for it. Up in flames. <laughs> so bad. All right. The effort she relates in her resulting book, The Prize is far more complex and humbling endeavor than anticipated, a case study in the difficulty of translating good intentions into concrete results. As told by Russikoff, it is a story of well-meaning reformers so convinced of the correctness of their approach and the urgency of their task that they fail to do the hard work of winning the support of a wary community while spending millions on a thousand dollars a day consultants. What? It is a story of politicians, especially the then mayor Booker, with more ambition than attention span, leaving behind unfinished business and students lagging years below grade level as they climb the political ladder. It is a story of the earnest young billionaire whose conviction that the key to fixing schools is paying the best teachers well collided with the reality of seniority protections, not only written into teacher contracts, but also embedded in state law. Mm. It is the story of dedicated teachers like Princess Williams, whose kindergarten class began the school year not knowing the difference between the front and back covers of a book and the difficulty of solving educational problems in the context of such pervasive poverty and neglect. It is, above all, a heartbreaking story of students like Alif Beya, a seventh grader reading at a second grade level, stumbling over simple words yet promoted year after year despite failing basic subjects. Mm. As they envisioned the enterprise before its launch, Russikoff writes of Booker and Zuckerberg, their stated goal was not to repair education in Newark, but to develop a model for saving it in all urban America. Yet $200 million and five years later, there was at least as much rancor as reform. That glum assessment notwithstanding, there is a more optimistic way to interpret the Newark, the Newark experience, much of which has to do with the success of the city's fast growing charter schools. Yeah. Charters, yeah. which received about 60 million of the philanthropy, now serve 30 percent of the of the district students and families are clamoring to enroll their children. The reasons are obvious, unencumbered by bureaucracy and legacy labor costs. Charters can devote far more resources to students, providing the kind of wraparound services that students like Bayon needed. See, this is what I was going to suggest afterwards. Like, instead of donating to the public school system, speak on it. Why not well, donate directly to people that own schools or buy a fucking school, start a school? Mm. You know what I mean? Because. You know, thinking about it, I mean, yes, it's a positive thing and all of that. But when you start getting into the bureaucracy of law yep. and teachers unions yep. and all that extra shit. Preach on it, brother. <laughs> then, you know, <laughs> it's no way to tell where your money is going to go. Make it plain now. <laughs> so when you if Come you on. give to a charter school, or you give to a privately owned school, then you have much more of an idea. I mean, you can shit. You could probably ask for an invoice of yeah. where my money yeah, is going. Yeah, 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 yeah. You I'm know, get into that. Yeah. So that. so I mean, I, yeah, I feel yeah, you. Yeah. I feel you on how it could yeah. on it going bad in and, that in that fashion. Yeah. And this is this is the perfect example that clearly there is a divide in education. On the left, they believe that money is the reason that schools are failing. Mm -hmm. And what we're seeing 
through the charter school movement, the school choice movement, that these same kids, when put in different classrooms with different approaches to teaching and education, are performing better than ever. Yes. And it's pointing to the opposite, that the actual teachers unions and the bureaucracy of state law that these unions impose mm-hmm. for education is actually what's killing these kids uh, uh, chances of, of, of ever escaping this. Yeah. You know, and as this article points out, the precedent is out there. Mm-hmm. Mark Zuckerberg put up a hundred million dollars and was matched with a hundred million dollars dollars and shit still fucked up still awful all it did was prove that charter schools <laughs> yeah they got 60 of win. it and then winning with yes, 60 and they can win and public schools are failing just as bad if not worse than ever what what i don't understand about then this is something that i've always had an issue with because like my kids have gone to charter schools as as when they were younger and they're in public school now but um the difference in how in the approaches, you know, yeah. of teaching and the differences in the approaching of even dealing with parents. Yeah. Is night and day. Yeah. And I never I never quite understood why there's so much complaint about public schools. But then when you get up into the politics of it. Y'all the reason that there's complaints. Y'all want to complain about why things is getting why things aren't getting fixed. You want to complain about who the secretary of education is and all this extra shit. But you're not doing nothing to change anything. You're not changing any laws. You're not changing anything to where you can have the same model as the charter schools, at least. Well, that's not the goal. Of course not. That's not the goal. Obviously. Yeah, yeah. No, I've read extensively about this. Obviously, it's not their goal. Yeah, the goal, the goal of public education and. The United States and I'll get into this a little later mm. but the goal of the teachers union is not to do what's best for students yeah. it's to employ as many teachers for as long a period as possible even if they ain't doing shit exactly employ as many t- so so the employment of teachers is paramount everything else is secondary and not even good teachers Right. Just teachers. Right. Right. And that's why nothing has happened or has happened. And that's why everyone on the left was freaking out about the divorce lady mm-hmm. that 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 Trump uh, mm. uh, nominated. Yeah. Because they know that she is school choice. She's the first true school choice champion to be put in that position. Mm-hmm. And she's a threat to the student. I'm sorry, the teachers unions. So they're going to do and say anything they could, but they didn't have enough power to keep her out. Right. And so now she's in there. And that if we're ever going to see a change to the education system, it's going to come now Mm -hmm. because for the first time, you're going to see states um, place less limits on school choice. School choice will start taking off. Mm -hmm. um, And and that's going to have a direct impact on teachers and teachers unions for the first time since the department of education and teacher, teachers unions really took over the education. I, I mean, you just get a better education that way. Like you can't tell a parent that they don't know what's best for their kid. You know what I'm saying? Like every school that I went to as a kid was my mom put me there. It was, I didn't go to neighborhood schools. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I went to all the alternative high schools and middle schools and elementary schools. Yeah. So, and my mom made sure that I got the best education I possibly school could. Choice. And she chose, yeah. <laughs> and she chose what schools that I went to and made sure yeah. that I was there. And I don't, 
why is that? I mean, I understand why it's a problem, but I don't understand if if you're really worried about our kids education and our place in the pantheon of, you know, the rest of the world and how we're yeah. viewed and all that shit, then why can't you give parents that power? Now you hitting on the on the on the million dollar question. Because that, that you know it's money, man. It's money, money and power. It's money and it's it's incumbent power. Teachers yeah. Union is one of the most powerful organizations in the United States. Mm. They portray themselves as the victim very often, but the truth is that I mean, look at how hard it is to fire a teacher. Right. It, the, everyone you talk to says it's, it, you got to go through thirty different measures to get mm. one teacher fired. I mean, it's it's damn near impossible. They're not graded on their performance. Like they said in this thing, year after year, this kid is passed and passed and passed. Seventh grade reading at a second grade level. Yeah, those teachers should all be taken out to the field and. <laughs> should have never made it past the first grade. Right, man. right, right. Never. And, and he'll continue to graduate, probably reading at a fifth grade level. And that's ridiculous. And then wonder why he can't get a job. Yeah, yeah. And then you have someone who can't have, get a job can't get employment mm-hmm. doesn't go on to higher education what is that person's options besides crime mm-hmm. illegal stuff low wage low skill jobs yeah. at that point which is you know that's the future in america if you don't have a skill so yeah that that's number two man yeah i mean i feel it's you deep. i feel you it's getting it's getting deeper it's getting deep. <laughs> all right we'll take a break and come back Word. Over the last several months, as the podcast has been growing, people have been asking how they can support the Super Duty Tough Work podcast. Well, here's three simple ways to support the podcast. Number one, spread the word. This is the easiest and most effective way to support the podcast. In fact, it's free and doesn't cost you a thing. So there's no reason not to do it. If you're listening to us and like what we do, please take a couple of seconds and share the podcast on your social media pages. So whether you have Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, it's highly likely that you've got some friends who share similar interests and tastes and would dig the podcast too. That helps bring more listeners to the podcast and it helps us grow. The second way you can help support Super Duty Tough Work is to comment and rate now if you're on itunes or you have an itunes account give your boys that five star rating we need that the more five star ratings and comments we have the higher our show ranks and the easier it becomes for people to find it if you're on soundcloud there's a heart icon next to each episode on the left side that's the like button hit that like button while you're listening also Add a comment while you're listening and join the discussion. All feedback is welcome. The third way you can support the Super Duty Tough Work podcast, the most valuable podcast on planet Earth, is to support our music. As you know, Illogic and I are artists. We both put out albums. Illogic makes albums. Buy his albums. I make albums and books. Anytime you support our music, you are supporting the making of the show. You can find my music, books, and t-shirts at waitlist.net. That's the word, waitlist.net. Go there, pick up something, and know 
that what you spent your money on is an investment back into creative projects like Super Duty Tough Work. In fact, I have a sale going on right now where you can get all three of my books for just $25. I'll even sign the books for you if you request it in your order form. So there you have it. That's three separate ways you can support the podcast. The first two cost you nothing. We thank you for your support already. Back to the show. Word the fuck up. Word. Them boys. Back in the place. The MVP. Man. <laughs> Most valuable. I mean, where else can people hear these conversations, man? I mean, I, there's nowhere, man. Grown man shit right here. <laughs> this is grown man shit. You know? Word. Education. Education. You know, and, and you know what's funny about conversations like this is that I find that like we can have this conversation here. Mm-hmm. You have children. I have no children. But when I try to have these conversations on like Facebook, mm-hmm. people will say shit like, you don't have kids. You don't know shit. Shut the fuck up. Right. And so, like, I feel like I can't even have this conversation anywhere else because it's like they try to shut it down. Like, in what in what world can you not educate yourself on a topic without being completely immersed in the topic? Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't understand how yeah, that's yeah. a that's a rebuttal. Like, you don't have kids, so what do you know about kids' education? Dog, that's what they tell me. Well, it's happened mad times. You kind of went to you didn't you yeah. go to school? I went to Columbus Public Schools. <laughs> Did you? Yes, well, yeah, yes. I, I would I think have so. a college degree. Yeah, you got you got yeah, nieces I have and family. You got yeah. family I, that I, yeah yeah. Like, oh, you can't talk about that because you don't have no kids. Yeah, that's not. When you get some kids, then we'll have this discussion, Brent. <laughs> like, you motherfuckers ain't shit. Like, how, how does that make sense? That doesn't even make sense. Yeah, that's how people try to shut you down when they can't debate you on the points. That doesn't make sense. You know, they can't debate you. So they'd be like, you just can't participate. That's whack. You know. That's super whack. Yeah, man. But, hey, we having it right now. Hey, platform. They, they can't. Yeah, they can't stop the platform, though. <laughs> they can't stop the rain. <laughs> got our own shit word so yeah did chance a rapper make a mistake yeah with his million dollar donation to the chicago public school yes and no you know, <laughs> we're, we're hashing it out right now hashing it out this is complicated so you got you got number three yeah now, i got right? number three i got why number three. he did the right thing serves as a positive positive example to youth around the country and in chicago especially this Some, is true. somewhere where you know, they need positive role models. They need people to look up to that's doing positive things. And, you know, the the type of music that he does is on a positive note. Yep. And the cats that if they don't know who he is, you know, what I'm saying this gives them like, oh, this is a rapper from Chicago. And then they look him up. Oh, he's he's positive. He's he's donating money to schools. He's doing this and doing that. Like it's a positive something, something for the kids to look up to. I agree totally with that one. I think that one is probably one of the most powerful things to come out of it because I look at a lot of those kids. I'm like, you know what? Some of these kids, this will be their first time seeing a rapper actually put up. Right. You know, put and somebody that's not is. far away from them. I yeah. mean, he's only what, 22 years old? Yeah. You know what I'm he's their peer. Yeah. He's their peer for real. Like he's the same age as his fans yeah. overwhelmingly. Yeah. And he, like you're saying, he's he's considered like a uh, almost like a gospel kind of yeah rapper in that vein yeah in that vein so he's on some positive shit and i think that hip-hop does need more of that Mm -hmm. it needs people to stop talking about and glorifying the problems right honestly most people glorify the dysfunction of institutions within the community before they put together a plan that fixes them Mm -hmm. and i think that in that sense there's going to be a bunch of youth who their first time coming in contact with any type of philanthropy 
it's Chance the Rapper. Yeah, which is dope. Yeah, like, and there's kids who probably went to high school with him or tripping. Yeah. Like, yo, man, we knew you were gonna be dope, but you're actually doing something. There's probably kids still in high school that went to high school with him. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's like that's seniors. True. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's true. Yeah. So like, I think that's I think that's really fresh. I think, and like you said, I think that's probably the most powerful thing to come out of it is youth actually seeing him do something like this with his money and his time. Yeah, I agree totally, man. And, I, you know, I wish more. And we've talked about this. You know, we did the uh, what can hip hop do about the violence in Chicago. Right. About how Chicago has enough prominent entertainers mm-hmm. to really, really make a dent in that. Right. In public perception. Right. And all it takes is one. Mm-hmm. And if that one does it, then what would happen if the others say, you know what? I can't do what he did but I can do something. Right. I can do it in my way. And maybe it is a wake up call like they were saying on the um, news story. Maybe it is a wake up call to these other Chicago rappers like, look at this young dude yep. doing something that I've never done. And you, you make know? more than him. And you make way more than him. Yep. You know what I'm saying? You make way more than him. I mean, like there there have been stories, you know, like with um, like Common, for example, buying homes in, yeah. in Southside and, you know, fixing them up and doing things like that. But there hasn't been a lot of prominent you know, showing of this type of thing from Chicago, you know, artists and actors and all that shit. Yeah, totally, totally. And and, and in that sense, super important. Super important. Super good. So, yeah. you know, I'm not 100% like, no, why you do that? You know? <laughs> right, right. But I, I do agree with the symbolism of it is very powerful. The mm-hmm. fact that he did it in a, a library. Right. He actually held a press conference and he didn't just hide. You know, some people do great things, but they're never out front about it. Right. You know, I think Jay-Z and Beyonce are probably guilty of that. Yeah. Where they may be knee deep in philanthropy, but they're not very public about it. Right. And they get criticized a lot about that. I think the way Chance did it was smart. Mm-hmm. Do it in your hometown. Do it where you're from. Don't take something where it's people a million miles away. Right, right. You know, you're, you're in. You're from Chicago. People dying every day, but you worried about refugees in Yemen. <laughs> you know, right. No disrespect to refugees in Yemen. Right, but it's but real. You got though. people in your backyard that you can actually help right now. Right. And we can't just ignore the people and the things that are going on right now. Uh, in favor of things that are a thousand miles away right and, right. and have their own government set of things you know what i'm saying yeah like, i always th- that that always grind my gears yeah, to, yeah. to say the least you know? your ass. <laughs> <laughs> that used to always piss me off because i'd be like why are you building a school in africa yeah 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 oprah went way over there yeah like you from chicago yeah, she skipped the north side right the south come side. on oprah she went straight over there and built a school for girls yeah you from the shy the little boys out in the dark you from the shy yep you could have put all that money come if you're on gonna now. do it right do it in your own yeah. backyard you can pop in and say what's up she can't even pop in in africa and she, right it's just hey i did it and i'm gone or at least i mean if you're not gonna do it in your hometown do it in yeah. the united states yeah do both yeah do both do one over there one over here right yeah now. i you mean know. you got the money yeah yeah <laughs> money's not the problem yeah, money's not the problem, money's not the problem. Yeah. you know there may be something to it where maybe they feel like they would get criticized if they did something over here a little more why though how can you like i, I mean i understand there there's always going to be critics and there's always yeah. going to be people that sees you know some of the thing but if you build a school yeah somebody really gotta be a asshole yeah to go in on you for building a school <laughs> <laughs> i'm saying though like i'm saying like what asshole there's a lot of assholes i mean i know but i'm just saying like what real asshole is gonna like really go in like 
on you for building why you build this? that school. Yeah, dog. like why you build that school? What the fuck oh, is you doing? Oh, you think education is important? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is up with this guy? Right. Building dumbass schools. Right. Like, like we need more schools. <laughs> right. Like who's gonna do that? Well, next thing you know, you're gonna start talking about reading. And right. Shit. Yeah. Um, oh, is it is there gonna be a library guy. now? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, you can try to hire teachers, teach the youth, <laughs> affect the minds. Oh, yeah. Oh, you care about the next generation now. Right. Like, I mean, come on. How dare you? <laughs> come on. How much criticism can you really get? Well, you can get it. You can get it. I mean, I'm sure you yeah. can, but you yeah. know what I mean. It's weird. It's weird. It's a weird one, man. You know, I, I think, I think, you know, yeah, that's why his move is dope to me. Yeah. Because there's nothing that resonates more than doing something in your own backyard. Right. You know, it's so easy to complain about the problems of the world or other countries, but your own backyard is really, really Mm -hmm. where it's at. Yeah. You know, and those people know they care, you know. So, no, I agree. That's a good one. Yeah. So I'm about to hit you with my other one, though. (laughs) Go ahead. You know what I'm saying? Number three. (laughs) Why it was a mistake, Chance. (laughs) Why you should not have done it, my G. Why you do it? Number three reason why he should not have done it is because the problem in education is not money, it's spending and accountability. Word. <laughs> say it again did for the he, people in the back. in the back. I don't know if they, they heard the you back? in the back. Okay. Say it again. This is for y'all. Let me turn the mic up. <laughs> y'all hear this? The problem in education isn't money, it's spending and accountability. It's so true. It's so true. I mean, it goes back to the article, the last article you read. Come on. 200 million. And I wrote this before I read that article. Squandered. I knew what it was. Yeah. You know, there's a chart. And for all of our listeners at home, you know, I, I want you to get on Google right quick while you're listening to this. And I want you to Google this phrase. Um, school spending versus uh, student performance. Google that. Or education spending versus test scores. Mm -hmm. Google that phrase and then go to images. What you're going to see is a number of charts. Mm -hmm. And each one of these charts, uh, they break down school spending since 1970. That's your per student average total, you know, divided by all the students. And then it's adjusted for inflation. And what it shows is that uh, over the last 40 years, uh, school spending has increased per student by 300%. Wow. Teacher spending has increased by, has, has doubled, I think like 100, 150%. Wow. And that's for, for, for faculties and employees. Test scores flat and dropping. Flat, again, teachers are spending per student 300% more. This is adjusted to inflation. Uh, um, uh, teacher salaries doubled according to inflation and and students test scores in math science and reading are all flat or dropping the only thing that has a there the only thing it looks like science has a about a one percent raise over the last 20 years that's ridiculous it's ridiculous like look at this chart dog this is this is the chart that's crazy flat so how how so, is it how because if i if i go to work yeah and i don't do what i'm supposed to do at my job <laughs> you know what i'm saying i ain't gonna have a job that's fact that's fact. i ain't gonna have a job that's real if my job is to dump trash yep 
And over weeks and weeks and weeks, the trash continues to overflow. And I'm just chilling. Come on now. Collecting a check. Come on now. Somebody else is going to dump that trash and I'm going to be at home sitting on my you ass. you get fired. Yeah. I'm going to be sitting on my ASAP. ass. I, th- I, think, I think people know. We, we take our, this is what I, I say. I say this all the time. We take our, when it comes to things like this, when we spend our own money, mm-hmm. we have that exact same expectation. We need to be holding our educators and our doctors to the same standard we hold our mechanics. Right. And our and our trash picker uppers. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Straight up. You know, if if we had the same set of standards for our mechanics and our teachers, night and day results. Because you can't take your imagine taking your car to get your your, your brakes fixed. Right. And they and they don't do anything. Right. A year later, and they, they charge you. They keep getting paid. Mm-hmm. Keep getting paid, and your car gets worse and worse. And then your brake shoes run out, and your rotors run down, and then pretty soon you can't stop at all. Right. But they don't care. Yeah, because they still getting paid. They still get paid every time you bring it in. You get paid. That's what's going on with the educational system. And not only that, it's worse. Imagine if your mechanic charged you more every time you bring it in. <laughs> right. First time, oh yeah, two hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Second time. 275. Mm-hmm. Third time, 350. Fourth time, I'm, I'll only do it for 500. Okay, here's my 500. That's this ridiculous. Is what, this is what this chart is saying. Every, every single metric that we use to judge student aptitude is flat. It has been flat since 1970. If teachers ain't doing a job, they don't need a job. Teachers sal- the number of teachers skyrocketed. The salaries of teachers skyrocketed. <laughs> Spending per student skyrocketed. But there's no results for that. So what the hell are they doing? The teachers union, this is you can't find they're not being clearly they're not being evaluated on results. I think that's the one I mean obviously away. we can obviously say that, right? <laughs> obviously. Like if school teachers were evaluated on results just like anyone in the free market is, right. in a free market economy where you have competition mm-hmm. and you have choice, mm-hmm. then the students in pub the teachers in public schools would be fired and those schools would be closed. Yeah. Which brings me to the next point which is that is why and people don't want to admit it, that's why school choice is such a threat. Mm-hmm. Whether it's charter schools, whether it's religious schools, yeah, private, private schools, private schools, um, these schools are seen as a threat because they're creating an open market. They're creating an economy where choice and performance now matter. Ain't that? I mean, I thought because th- ain't this America? That's what I thought, but it's not. It's that. This is why people hate it, though. They're not going to tell you that. They're going to come up with all these other reasons, mm-hmm. you know. But the truth is that. Everyone should have choice. Even a lot of these politicians who are against choice exercise choice with their children. Right. Their kids go to private school. They ain't going to no damn public school because you know it's bullshit. Because you know it's shit. They know it's bullshit. But that teacher's union helped you get elected. Come on. Yep. All you had to do was not bang on the teacher's union. Right. And you got elected. But you put your kids in private schools. (laughs) Right. Quietly. Hey, you guys aren't going. Yeah, you're not going to go there. No, no. It's an awful school. Yeah, it's a horrible school. (laughs) Teachers are horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, man. <laughs> it's the, the jig is up, man. The jig is up. You that's know? so whack. It's whack. It's crazy. So, like, you know, that that's my thing. Is like the more artists like Chance or whoever else give directly to 
the schools like mm-hmm. that, give it to Chicago public schools, the more it reinforces the idea that the problem is money. Right. We see it and we think, oh, if they just had enough money, mm-hmm. man, if they just spent more money per child, man, if the teachers just got paid more, mm-hmm. it's not money, it's culture. Yeah. It's the culture of public education and the, the incumbent uh, uh, rules and regulations and laws that insulate the teachers from being judged by their performance and by the students' performances. Yeah, because I remember some teachers that should not have been teaching me. There's no incentive to get them out of there. Yeah, and I remember some teachers that probably should have got paid more than what they was getting paid. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's it's, it's a, I don't know, man. Yeah, and it's, they can't be fired. Yeah, like like when you when you start reading these things, you see like these charter school teachers, they can be fired immediately oh yeah they have one bad day they can be fired yeah they have a bad week fired yeah hire another one yeah they don't and that's why they're able to get the results they're able to get mm-hmm. that's why i mean there's a statistic that says like four it's like 80 percent of black families uh want to send their they want school choice mm-hmm. now if you think about the fact that if if black families want school choice for their kids because overwhelmingly they feel like they're the ones sending their kids to these shitty schools right right right, right. <laughs> so so they feel like well if we want if we want school choice why is the democratic party not for school choice mm. if black people vote 90 percent democratic mm. deep mm. bars <laughs> riddle mm. me this <laughs> Chew that up. You know what I'm saying? Chew on that shit for a minute. Mm. Let that swirl around in your mind. Mm. We vote 90% for the Democratic Party and and we are 80 to 90% for school choice, but the Democratic Party is against it. That lets you know who's more important. Mm. The teachers union is running the fucking show. Yeah. Period. Word. They don't care what the constituents want. They don't care what's best. They're like, no, we know that if that happens, we're going to lose some jobs. Yep. Some schools are going to close. Mm-hmm. Some parents are going to take their kids to other schools. And, and we're going to have to, we're not going to be able to, to compete. Yeah. It's competition. That's all it is. So they do shit like limit the number of charter schools, limit school choice. They don't want the voucher shit, even though it's the same money and less money going to these other schools. Yeah. And they perform better with less. So to me, it's like, hey, just let this, let the parents choose and let it sort itself out. Yeah. You don't believe it? Just let it happen then. Yeah, you don't think it's going. You don't think it's going to work? Yeah, just let, let it happen. happen. Let You'll it be. still be there, right? Right. And then if it fails, we'll go back to you. Mm-hmm. We can't lose anything at this point, right? Well, there's no, there's no lower tier of schools, <laughs> right? For the average, you know, black kid from the hood, like right. it's like you got your choice of shitty school to shitty school, mm-hmm. not so shitty school, but still shitty. Mm-hmm. What the? There's no choice. There's nowhere to go but up, right? <laughs> <laughs> right this is true but yeah that's that's my number three reason man word yeah yeah all right you got number four number four for his career it keeps him on message mm, i like that it keeps him on message yeah very very strong brand alignment yeah brand alignment it keeps him on message it stays the the hip-hop good guy yes you know what i'm saying it yes. keeps it keeps him and his fans align with what he's been promoting through his music and it and is spilling over into his public life so yes. it keeps him on message as far as his career i agree he's got a squeaky clean kind of uh you know rep out there right with his raps and his style and everything about it you know like the kid from chicago you know yeah. like you know one of us made it yeah you know so i do think it's very important you know to do things like that for him 
and uh, I agree completely. And I think maybe that's why it's getting such, you know, positive reviews everywhere. Right. You know, everybody couldn't do that and get the same response. Right. Got. Right. You know, he's getting something unique, I think, because he he set it in motion a lot better. Yeah. 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 I mean, he is very strategic. Yes. He's very strategic in everything that he's done yeah. throughout his career, I think. Yeah. And I think this on top of it being something that I'm sure he really wanted to do, very strategic move. Yeah. I did think it was a little weird that he was like, yeah, I'm going to pledge this after my tour. Right. I'm yeah. Like, Why not have the check right now, fam? Right. Yeah. One of the big joints. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Bad zeros. <laughs> Bad zeros. I need, I need nine zeros on there. <laughs> right. <laughs> Those zeros on that shit, man. Where's the zeros? Right. He didn't have, he didn't have a million dollar joint. Right. He should have had that right then on the spot. Like, take that. Yeah. Would have been nice. Test me now. <laughs> you on testament, huh? Word. Yeah, you but know? it does keep him on message, though. Yeah, I agree with that one. That's a good one. So this is my number four reason why it was a mistake. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you know, to continue debate. And uh this one is because so when they talked about the story and how he had like the meeting with the the mayor or yeah. the mayor of the city, uh-huh. and he was he went there earlier. I guess there was a story the week before he went there to meet with them to, to try to get more funding and to get them to do something. Right. I guess. And what some people don't know is Chance's father works for like Rahm Emanuel. Yeah. Like you know he, he 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 worked for Obama, didn't he? Yeah, when yeah, when yeah, Obama yeah. was His in father's in politics. Yeah. You know. So th- that's the thing that's weird about it. Mm-hmm. Like your dad is in politics. Is is. A part of the system but you're going to the mayor to tell right. him to do his job right that's a bit of a conflict a little bit a little bit of hypocrisy <laughs> yeah because i mean everyone there is a democrat mm-hmm. everyone in power is they can't say oh it's the republicans no these are your people your pops works for them right you know so it, it's kind of weird you know but um my reason for this is that my fourth reason is that by doing this he he took himself from a hip hop artist who's judged on hip hop terms mm-hmm. to now being judged on a political scale. Yeah. This event has been politicized. So when you walk into you publicize that you had a meeting with the mayor and you say, oh, it didn't go well. And then they give you the news bite and you say he need to do his job. Right. Now you're entering into the dirtiest game in america yeah politics is dirty but make sure them skeletons is all dusted (laughs) get them out the closet man (laughs) did you did you empty your closet before you had the meeting right because yo we've seen them take down many a mighty men right right many guys with good intentions yes the politics game is cold yeah they know how to vet how to investigate how to find any skeleton in your closet. This is true. And what Chance has inadvertently done, which we saw the following week, right, <laughs> is that he put himself in this realm where people are now exposing his skeleton. Right. And so we talked about it earlier, but there was a, a Washington Post piece that came out right after his donation. And the, um, the, the piece was about how... Um, I'll read the title. It's called Child Support Spat Could Hurt Chance the Rapper's Image. Mm. 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 Fine tooth comb. Ooh. 
<laughs> Fine tooth comb. They pulled yeah. it out. Yeah. Nobody knew about this. Right, right, right. <laughs> so the article, and this is the wild part about the article. This is our disclaimer. <laughs> our homie Kev, you know what I'm saying? He lives in Chicago. Shout out Kev if you're listening. Word. This, uh, apparently this article was written by his mom. His mom writes for the uh, Chicago Sun-Times. Word. And uh, he was saying how he was seeing people just really try to get mad and go in on his mom for writing this piece. But, mm-hmm. you know, I've read it and it's just... It seems to be pretty factual. Yeah, like the the thing it's is, you all, can't you can't be mad if if it's true. Come on now, if it's facts, it's facts. It's facts. You know what I'm saying? Timing might be a little upsetting to some, and but when you, and when you take shots at the mayor, yeah, it's, it's somebody you're entering the game. Yeah, you know, you're putting the bullseye on your back. Yeah. So so I'll read a little bit of this mm-hmm. this article, and it says uh, again, the title was "Child Support Spat Could Hurt Chance the Rapper's Image," and so it says. I don't want to go hard on Chance the Rapper because he's one of the good guys, but his messy split from the mother of his 18 month old daughter threatens to overshadow the positive vibes created by his million dollar donation to Chicago public schools. Chance, whose given name is Chancellor Bennett, is embroiled in a child support fight in Cook Court. I'm sorry, Cook County Court with new documents in the case filed this week. When the rapper picked up three Grammys last month, I squealed like an avid fan. Although I hadn't heard a single lyric of the 23 year old pinned, I was proud as if I knew him personally. In a way, I did. There's hardly a young rapper, my own included, who grew up in the rap era who didn't think he or she could rap. Rapping held out the same promise that the NBA did in the Jordan era. Blah, 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 blah. Hold on. If your rapper lyrics stood out, you had reason to believe you could become rich and famous like Jay-Z. Besides, given the amount of bad news coming out of Chicago, Mm -hmm. which we touched on, it felt good to see a young black man from the South Side in the spotlight for something other than criminal behavior. So while one million dollars won't make a dent in the two hundred and fifteen million dollar deficit. Right. The Chicago schools is facing. A lot of us were blown away by Chance's grand gestures. It is. The, this is the way it said this is the way you speak truth to power you give back so you know and then it goes on to talk about unfortunately chance's personal affairs are less storied court filing show he's been supporting his daughter financially but a long-term child support agreement hasn't been reached blah 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 you guys can find this at the chicago sometimes.com yeah. it goes in a little more detail but my point is that once you get into these things mm-hmm. these political things you're not being judged anymore by your skills or your popularity in rap. Now you're dealing with way, way higher stakes. Yeah. A whole different set of people that play with a different set of rules than rappers play by. It was like when Azalea Banks went at, um, uh, what's her name from Alaska? Um, uh, the governor from Alaska. That was, um, Oh, Sarah Palin. Yeah, Sarah Palin. Yep. And yeah. she had to apologize. <laughs> It's right just, you're right it's same exactly shit exactly like same that. shit as soon as these people put as soon as they put you on a radar mm-hmm. a politician will use a rapper as an example oh yeah you know yeah. they will they have strings that they can pull they got people in places that know how to cut off your access to things that you never thought were possible yeah shit, I mean, is, shit gets real yeah god forbid they decide to start you know showing up at his concerts and, and saying that they're oversold or right or fire hazards or right or, or, or you know any number of things they can do to him in Chicago to make right. his life miserable. Hopefully it doesn't come to that. But to me, the donation is good, but the extra stuff about the mayor not doing his job and how he had a meeting and it didn't go his way and, you know, forget yeah. that guy. 
that's when I think he's putting himself in harm's way. Yeah, you step into the spotlight like that. You know, sometimes it's going to shine on some things you don't want people to see. That tree might fall on you, man. Yeah. <laughs> might fall on <laughs> For you. For real. Yeah, you know, he stepped in some shit. For real. And so this, this piece came out and a lot of people were really upset. Oh, man, why they do a hit piece on Chance? Mm-hmm. The truth of the matter is that this is public record. Right. It's real. This is public record. If you can look it up. <laughs> yeah, you, know? you can look it up. And and if 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 it's known to that extent, then he has to be very careful painting himself as this perfect guy, as this guy who cares so much about everything else, whose house is in perfect order, because it's not. And if it's not, then playing around with politicians will get you exposed. Yes, sir. You know, uh, it's real. It's real. <laughs> It's a scary game. Yeah, it's a scary game. And they're, and they're not pulling no punches. Not at all. You know, so that that's my number four joint. You want to take right. a break and come back to the last one? Yeah, we can do that. Okay, bam. What's up, everybody? Blueprint here to remind you that my latest project, the Vigilante Genesis EP, is available right now on Weightless Recordings. The EP is a collaboration between myself and my friend Aesop Rock, which features myself on the rhymes and Aesop Rock on production. If you are a fan of concept albums, comic books, or just good old hip hop, then this EP is for you. Vigilante Genesis is available on signed CD, blue vinyl, and deluxe digital exclusively at waitlist.net. So order your copy today. Thanks again for your support. Word. You know what I'm saying? The depth. The depth is 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 crazy. Yeah, we diving real deep on this. <laughs> real deep. I don't know if they're ready for this. This level of depth. <laughs> Thirty thousand leagues. You know what I'm saying? Twenty thousand deeper than Atlantis. <laughs> Word. How deep? Alright. So number five. Number your five. Last, your last reason why it was a good move. Last reason kind of piggies backs off of my last reason. Um, but it was good publicity for him too. He got a tour coming up. You know what I'm saying? Straight up. That's Straight up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's fucked up, but it's real though. You know Yo, what I'm saying? New mixtape. <laughs> Straight up. Like you know, new he just tape. he just got he just got the Grammys. <laughs> yeah. Made the donation yeah. and his tour coming up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and he didn't have to spend no money, really. He, right. Because he's like, Yo, I'm gonna hit y'all with that. I'm gonna hit y'all after. Yeah. When I get back. Right. Y'all so I mean, it's hey, it's it's promo. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it is promo. It's fucked up. It's fucked up, but it's promo. Even if you didn't mean it for it to be, it's promo. Like we said, dude ain't he ain't doing nothing that he ain't mean to do. Yeah. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Strategy is strategy. There's a reason why he didn't make this announcement after the tour when he had the check. Yes, you're right. You're right. Because he need people to come to the tour. Nah, I mean. Because they'll be like, oh man, I supported your tour. I know you're giving this money to the right. Chicago public schools. Right. I feel better supporting you now, Chance. Bars. <laughs> Bars. I mean, it's crazy, but it's, hey, truth. You right. You so annoying. I didn't even think about that. Like, yeah, this is this some strategic <laughs> Yeah, man. <laughs> Diabolical chance. Diabolical chance. Yeah, yeah. Now, that's dead ass. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Good pub, man. Yeah, yeah. It's great pub. Great pub. Great pub. It was man. all over the country. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, CNN is not going to promote Chance the Rapper's tour. No, no, no. But. They'll talk about a donation to the public schools sure. and mention his tour. Yeah. Because the money's coming from the tour. <laughs> Dude ain't stupid. His team ain't stupid, nah, dog. I mean, his pops is a politician. Hey, I'm telling you. That says it all. <laughs> I'm telling you. Yo, Dude your ain't pops stupid. pops is a politician. Word. None of this shit is an accident. None of it. 
None of it. All strategy. Yeah, I agree with that one. That's a good one. That shit is lightweight. Funny as hell. All strategy. All right, so my fifth one is one that we touched on earlier. And, you know, but I'll just say it anyway. Mm. And it's that this is why I think it was a not so great move Mm. is that he said it in his thing that I'm donating this money to Chicago public schools. Mm. He has no control over how that money is spent. Right. When you give money to an entity like that, forget it. Yeah. They don't owe you no accounting. They don't owe you no, hey, Chance, is it okay yeah. if you spend this on Jungle Gems? Or, right. They don't care. The same people who basically got Chicago in a $215 million deficit. <laughs> right, you giving them another million. <laughs> They're going to decide how that money's spent right. in accordance to their philosophy. Mm. And you can't be mad if, like Mark Zuckerberg, you find out that it was squandered on bullshit right. and nothing changes. You got to give because you want to give, but you better know that you don't control how that money's spent. Yeah. I mean, that's that's so true. You know what I'm saying? You can, it's like it's like giving to the Red Cross. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's just out there. It just is in the cloud. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's in the cloud, dog. <laughs> That's why, like, I, 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 when I donate, I have to give directly to some shit because I yeah. can't just give to some entity yeah. in the cloud and not really have an idea <laughs> of where my money's going. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah like, if I'm going to donate, I'm going to give it to that recreation center directly. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> Straight up. That's how it should be. Yeah. You know, because it's going to be a situation now where what guarantee does he have that that million is going to be spent primarily on arts programs within the public school system. He has no, there's there's no way there's for no him guarantee. to know. What if they say, well, you know what? We want to spend this on teachers' raises. Now we're going to give every teacher an extra 500 bucks. Right. They can do it. We're going to get a janitor a Christmas bonus of a G. Thanks, Chance. <laughs> right. And what can he do? Can't do a goddamn thing. Yeah. He's going to be sick. Like, yo, that's not what I gave you the money for. Mm. There's a, hey, man, this is how we've been doing things before. Right. You know, so you guys trust us, Chance. We've been running these schools for 50 years. Right. And, Into know, the ground. Yes, yes. They <laughs> <laughs> didn't say where we're running them. Right. We them. <laughs> Into Word. the dirt. You know, so, you know, that's why I think it's, it's, it's risky for him, man. I, I mean, I wish there was a way, like you're saying, that you could guarantee that where you spent your money stayed there. Mm-hmm. You could say, okay, this is for arts programs if they had some separate way to break it down right or he could buy specific things maybe the solution would have been to buy specific uh you know pieces yeah instruments yeah equipment for equipment. the program yeah for the program maybe that would help have mm. some control but it kind of goes back to my number one thing that maybe if you want arts to be important to chicago kids of this age why not buy that old building and create an after school arts program right you know Buy a, buy a little storefront, a few storefronts, something where you can bring 50, 100, 200 kids in from 2.30 to 5 p.m. Mm-hmm. And then you can hire teachers yourself. Right. You can hire someone to put together curriculum for just a three little hour thing. They can practice on anything. Right. And you can coordinate people there. You can come there and hang out yourself with the kids yeah. and do art with them every day. That would create jobs. Mm-hmm. It would guarantee that you knew where your money went. Right. And it, it you knew you would know that you're making a difference. Yeah. You know, so you would see it. You would see it. Yeah. It, it's tangible. Now, like you're saying, it's in the cloud, bro. <laughs> Your money's in the clouds. 
We don't know where it's at. It's floating around. We know it's up there. Yeah, it's there. It's there. It's, there. it's in the cloud, though. <laughs> you got to trust us. Right. It's in the cloud. Yeah. In the same way we squandered this other money, we going to do the same thing with your money, fam. I mean, it's just money to us. Yeah. We didn't have to come off of it. The taxpayers paid it anyway. Mm-hmm. Like, like, that's the difference between his mill and the taxpayers' mill. Mm-hmm. Is that the taxpayers don't have a choice. Right. So they're okay with coming off a little bit to go towards this big giant debt he's really giving his real money right money that he's earned like yeah. yo this is all i'm choosing this plus he's already getting taxed and that's probably already going in right right tools. right it's deep man yeah. you know, he's got balls yeah i give him that yeah i mean hey we'll see how this turns out though man yeah we will i mean you know on some real shit like i don't know necessarily how how in depth of a thought process sometimes these donations go mm-hmm. like do cats think of all the things that we've talked about the positive and the negative yeah you know do they think about i just want to do a good thing and i'm gonna give this money and boom i did a good thing you know or do they think about well if i give this money where the hell is it gonna go yes if i give this money who am i giving it to how is it gonna be spent yeah you know what i'm saying like I don't know if cats really go in depth of a thought process when they do donate stuff like this. Just like the Mark Zuckerberg thing. Like you gave a hundred million dollars to what? To yeah. who? And then 200 million total. So right. like you gave a hundred. Everyone else gave matched you. Right. So like, that's what I, I don't think people really think these things through like that yeah. or else you would have gave a, a million to all of the charter schools in Chicago. Yeah, if you're seeing that they're performing better. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, do your research in that. Like, who's performing? Who needs this money? The support. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, I don't think they really think it through like that. No, no. Yeah, I think we're going to be seeing a story like this one about Mark Zuckerberg's money in like a year from now. I hope someone does do something like this. This this author did by starting, uh, by writing a book about it, following the entire thing. Mm-hmm. You know, so the title of this book, you know, that we referenced earlier, it's called The Prize. It's written by an author named Dale Russakoff, R-U-S-S-A-K-O-F-F. And uh, it talks about the entire ordeal of Mark Zuckerberg deciding to give $100 million to Newark Public Schools and the resulting, you know, downfall. The disaster. The disaster of it. it turned out to be. And, yeah. Uh, I'm curious. I might read the shit myself. Sounds yes. dope. See what happens. Yeah. So uh, that's that's it for this week. That's it, man. Man, we most, dove a little deep. You know, the hey, most infamous. What we do? <laughs> what we do? So you decide at home. If you if you're listening, if you're on SoundCloud and you can comment down there, let us know what you think. Did he do the right thing? Did he not? Mm-hmm. Uh, would you do it? What, would, what what do you think? Did we miss anything? I think we covered a lot. Of, yeah, we covered a lot. A lot of ground on this one. Yeah. And uh, just let us know your feedback. And until then, we out. Peace. Listening to Super Duty Tough Work. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Follow the podcast on SoundCloud. Peace. Shoot, I got styles already that's more complex than nobody know about. I mean, Super Duty Tough Work. <laughs>